Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. What are the odds that your March Madness bracket is actually perfect? Forget about the five-second rule. If you drop a cookie, you actually have a solid half hour to grab that sucker. All right. We'll explain. It is Thursday, the 16th of March of 2017. We're Jeff and Jen. Jen is actually off today, so you got me, Fritch, and Tim. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. You probably heard the stat that if, let's see, you have a one in, what is it, 9.2 quintillion chance of filling out the perfect NCAA tournament bracket. And while that is technically true, it's not quite accurate. The number is based on you flipping a coin to predict every game. In reality, there are certain things that are almost certain to happen in the tournament, like the number, the, the four number one seeds beating, say, the four number 16 seeds. Yeah. And if you follow basketball during the year, you can make educated predictions about other games, too. Upsets will always happen. And that's where you'll need some luck to kick in. But all in all, your odds of a perfect bracket aren't that bad. I wonder if it's ever happened in life. You know, it just doesn't. It seems like one of those things that has never happened. Doesn't one of like his CBS Sports or Yahoo or whatever they put up like a million dollars or something? ESPN, I think, ESPN. does that. Yeah. I feel like once a year there's always one guy that's close. And it's not even necessarily in this country, which is always funny to me. Didn't some guy in South Korea nail it just by chance? I don't know. Well, anyway. Lucky guy. According to ESPN, if you've got some knowledge about college basketball, your odds of a perfect bracket are about one in one or two billion, which are still crazy odds, but that's way better than one in 9.2 quintillion. Like, Are you going to fill your bracket out today, Jeff? Yes, we have to have it in by when? By noon. By noon. All right, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, but it is also a Friday during Lent. What to do, what to do. It means no meat, which would also mean no corned beef, right? Which means missing out on the full St. Patrick's Day experience, which means if you're an Irishman like me, feeling empty and complete. I am 37% Irish, you know. <laughs> but don't worry, the diocese is here to help. The At least half of the diocese in America are giving out special dispensations to allow Catholics permission to mow down corned beef tomorrow without violating Lent. In fact, only two of the 179 dioceses have given corned beef a hard no. That would be Denver and Lincoln, Nebraska. I would think Denver, Colorado would be the one place that's kind of laid back and cool with it. More reserved. How does yours feel? You would have to contact the Cincinnati or your local archdiocese to find out. I don't know about the one here in Ohio, but I know that the the Diocese of Covington is giving the all clear. And is that the one you're suddenly... Eat the corned beef. (laughs) Got to go over to... Tim is suddenly taken with the Diocese of Covington because they allowed him to have a beer on St. Patrick's Day, too. That's right. I'm not Catholic. I don't know exactly how it works. Are you a member of a certain... Well, if, you're, if your parish uh, was in, uh, you know, let's say Ohio, it would each Ohio is like broken down into different dioceses. So is yours in the Detroit metropolitan area? Well, like, no, if what? I live here and I go to a church here. We'll oh, be, I see. Be here, He'd yeah. be the diocese of Cincinnati. Yeah. Gotcha. So if his church fell underneath that little bracket 
and they said it was okay to eat the corned beef, then you can, right? Well, well, most of them are just giving out a blanket dispensation, but some say you should personally request one from a priest, Tim. Are you going to get one, Tim? I mean, I feel like you should have some corned beef. The bishop on the website of Covington's Diocese (laughs) issued a statement. That's good enough for you. I went there. I gave him a click. Did you go to the Covington Church? No. Oh. But he did that to save you time. Just mail him a check. That's right. No, I guess you're supposed <laughs> to. Um, you're supposed to, if you're going to do that, you're supposed to take penance in some other way. So let's say some extra prayers or give. Or maybe you go give, without something else. Yes, go without something else or, you know, donate some time working in the food pantry or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. See, that's a good idea. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they say technically you should personally request a dispensation from a priest or agree to skip meat on Saturday as oh, the, yeah. the trade-off that Tim is proposing over here. Very nice. All right. There have been lots of studies about whether the five-second rule is legit. If you drop it. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Piece of food. Do you really have five seconds to grab it before it's too contaminated with bacteria to eat? Well, according to a new study, and we have reported on this every year, and these go back and forth, but according to this latest study, yes, you can get away with swooping up food with the five-second rule. And for some stuff, you can wait even longer. Researchers at Aston University in England found that if you drop something wet or sticky... See, that I can't do. Like a donut Uh -uh. or a fork full of spaghetti... You have to grab it as quickly as possible before it absorbs bacteria and is not safe to eat. See, I feel like if you drop something wet or sticky, it's going to get like a hair on it or some kind of, you know, like dirt particle. And you're going to eat that. But if you drop something, if you drop something hard and dry, like a cookie or candy or a potato chip, take your time. Maybe walk the dog, watch a YouTube video or two. Power out a few tweets, and then get back to picking it up and eating it. Because they found that when you drop hard, dry foods, you're pretty much safe as long as you eat them off the floor within a half hour. How about that? That's kind of good to know. I like that story. I don't like to waste food, so I usually just pick it up. Do you, I, I usually eat it too, but Jeff, do you? You don't eat it, do you? Don't no. you throw it away? I knew <laughs> you, you were You know the what? One. I don't need that m M&M that badly, no. <laughs> There's a crouton over here from yesterday, I think. You know what? <laughs> it's a hard item. I know. Just eat it. What? <laughs> I threw away the rest of my yagout the other day because the cats got to it before I had a chance to grab See, it. See, that I can't do either because, and not maybe cats, but dogs, like I know they eat their own poo. Right. And I can't be eaten after you. No, I, you know, and I don't either. I mean, if, even for as clean as they say cats are, I won't do it. I love my cats, but I'm not sharing my yogurt with them. Yeah. 
I was so pissed, though, because I put it down on the desk. I was upstairs. And you're like, you're not even allowed up here. And they were, well, they were engaged with something else. Like, they were playing with some toy on the floor. So I figured they're distracted. I have a second to just run in the other room. I had to grab something. I am not gone two seconds. And those suckers, it's like they (laughs) waited for me to leave. He's gone. And they both jumped up onto the desk and started to go to town. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. That was a strategy. It was was a strategy. strategy. And they looked up at me and they heard, they hear me, hey. (laughs) And they keep going. (laughs) I'm like, get down. (laughs) They are just like kids. They are. Your cats are. Took off and uh, and I looked down and, oh. Let's play with this ball over here in the corner until dad thinks it's right. <laughs> Let's pretend to play with this ball. They smelled it as soon as you walked in. Like, oh. ooh, yeah, good is here. Yeah. So. Huge news about Donald Trump almost happened last night. Uh, for years now, people have wanted to see his tax returns. The only thing he hides more fiercely is the true color of his face. <laughs> Well, last night at around 7.30, something like that, uh, our friend Rachel Maddow unleashed a Force 5 tweet cane with, we've got Trump tax returns tonight, 9 p.m., MSNBC, seriously. <laughs> so important for news networks to add seriously to any announcement. So the audience knows you're not pranking them like you do. It's a long tradition in the news business. I mean, we all remember the Hindenburg broadcast. Oh, the humanity. The flames are going up. I'm not yanking your chain, folks. For real, please. 7.38. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. By the way, uh, real quick, before we get back to business here, if you took the time to register online at WKRQ.com for the girlfriend getaway, of course, this week, we're sending somebody to New York to see Hamilton. So if you took the time to register at WKRQ.com, make sure you're paying attention because we'll be calling out possibly your name. These trips are awesome. I mean, Bruno in Vegas and now Hamilton, New York City. Yes. And you saw Hamilton. Yes. And I don't even like musicals. And I thought it was spectacular. Really good. Was it your fave that you've ever been to? Uh, Yes, I can say that. I can say that it was my fave. Which there there aren't a lot of musicals that I really (laughs) I've made a few exceptions for for someone who doesn't like musicals. I thought Book of Mormon was very funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is funny. The songs are really good. They're clever. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That and and then Hamilton. Hamilton was (laughs) off the charts. Good list. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing that here in just a couple of minutes. Real quick, a new study looking at the major life events that stress us out the most. And I'm not sure how the Internet going down didn't make the list because I know people that will literally kill another human out of frustration if their Internet drops out for anything over three seconds. But here are the actual 10 most stressful things that can happen to us, according to the study. Uh, and certainly the death of a spouse, a relative, or a friend would be at the top of that list. Oh, absolutely. Going to jail came in at number two. That's pretty stressful. Now, is that like spending a night in jail, or does that mean like going to prison? I think all of it. I would think going to prison. Well, I think, too, like, I mean, even if you, so if you get arrested for something and you at least have to, sp- I don't think I would do well doing eight hours or even five hours in jail or well, even like flip the coin the family that has not going to jail but has to have the you know like dealing with the family member going to jail yeah right. stressful on their end stressful all the way around 
But then there's the going to jail and mm, sleeping it off. Yeah, that's different. That's what you did. It's slightly less. A drunk take. (laughs) Right. Uh, Number three, a natural disaster or a fire damaging your house. Oh, absolutely. Getting diagnosed with a serious illness. Being fired, certainly. Uh, Number six, getting separated or divorced. Mm -hmm. Being a victim of identity theft. Yeah, they came. They came in at number seven. I can't believe that one's not a little higher because I everyone I've known two people that it's happened to and it has just wrecked their life. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it's like bed bugs. It just takes forever to to undo, to fix, and yeah. eradicate. Uh, what else? Let's see. Number eight: unexpected money problems. Number nine: starting a new job. Although there is some optimism that comes with that. And number ten: planning a wedding. And one more note: a terrorist attack. Only came in 13th on the list by just a tiny margin over the 14th most stressful life event, and that would be losing your phone. I can't believe having a baby's not on that list. Like, how did planning a wedding come ahead of having a baby? And considering that you're having Pregnant. a baby yeah. soon, yeah, where would you have put that on the top 10 list? Or would I you mean, have included it in the top 10 I out of all I would have included it in that because I don't think that, I mean, when you're like, oh, yay, let's get pregnant, it all sounds so very exciting. But then oh, when you when it comes down to the nitty-gritty details of, like, who's going to pay for what? Where are we going to, you know, who's going to watch our baby? Who are we going to get for a pediatrician? Where are we going to go for med- for medical care for you? I mean, there are a lot of important choices that you're making for this brand-new baby. It's still stressful, even for you, and yours was not unplanned. Yeah, I mean, we planned. I mean, we were trying, and then it, it's still very stressful, plus the anxiety that... You know, you have as a, a new first-time parent, that's extremely stressful. It puts a lot of stresses on your relationship because I am not feeling the exact same way that he is feeling, and that's right. that's a lot. Sure. I mean, you I, I you need me to bring you. Do we need to bring him in? Can I counsel <laughs> you too? Can we, do we need yes. to hold some sessions? <laughs> Pastor Jeff. Maybe it didn't make the list because you know there's a light at the end of the, the tunnel, tunnel that will bring happiness yes. for everybody. Yes, you know? I think so. Well, I think it's just the pregnant part is very, very, very stressful. Then right. they say like the month after you have the kid, they say that's extremely stressful as well because your hormones are all crazy and you have a baby there that you're trying to you're trying to Lack take care of, of you. You're trying to take care of the baby. Your partner goes back to work. You're going to be great though because you got such a support system. <laughs> Thank you. I know that's what that's what makes it not as stressful, but yeah. It is still quite the change. Right. I just feel like planning a wedding, like, oh, what invitation should I get? It's a little. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of wedding really stress. I get a comparison there. They inv- a lot of people invite that upon themselves. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not downplaying the wedding planning because I know that's stressful, but. If you had to choose. I'm bringing a life in for crying out loud. <laughs> it is 743. We got a freeze warning in effect right now for portions of the tri-state until about noon. Otherwise, mostly sunny. We'll see a high around 41. Right now, it's 19 at Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.